Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and it is 10-24-2020, and we're listening to Ramola D, and it is a long podcast, and it is about uh, women in the court situation with their children. Podcast, social services, NIAS, and psychologists. The whole corrupt court system is a joke. There is, there is no um, justice. Uh, yeah, justice. I mean, yeah, there is, yeah, there, is no justice. there is no justice, and actually, you're you're paying for a service. Um, it's all open to corruption. Kafkas are probably the worst. Social services have always been there as um, well as, as farming children out. You know, everyone has known that from day one. You know, they're not really there to support the family. In fact, if you can avoid social services, avoid at all costs. Do not get involved with social services. But there was an interesting no thing in, she- in Shelley's case in that actually he'd got private social workers. Yeah. The state social workers, the council social workers that Libby was referring to, were supportive of Shelley, described her as a good mother, um, and, and were very, very supportive. But he'd actually got his own private social workers, hadn't he? Well, we but found that out. Seven thousand pounds. We found that out. Rosie, yeah. and Rosie was actually my Mackenzie friend in one of my hearings. She very kindly assisted me in one of the court hearings, and in it, the disclosures that he presented to the court was one of which was a bank statement. And in that bank statement, it said that um, he paid someone seven thousand pounds. And when the judge queried him on it, he actually admitted he paid for an independent social worker. So that's why the report was bad. You know, she paid... Because he bought the the social worker in a second. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Shelley had no idea that this social worker was not a council social worker. This social worker was paid for by her ex. So I couldn't really understand why there were so many social workers involved. Yeah. And he did that twice, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did it with Kafkas. He paid for social services from Kafkas, and Jade Hogg was the one. She was she was nasty, pure evil woman. And she oh, can we just put their names out here? Lucy Hopkins from Kafkas, Jade well. Hogg. Yeah, yeah. That, Jade that, that's that's right. It's time to name and shame them. Absolutely. And Shirley, Shirley, why we're here? The other two. Victoria Webster is another one. And the other two mothers that lost their children, isn't it the same psychologist? Yes. Yes. Why don't you mention that? Yes. No, we're we're all connected to the same psychologist that did our... Hessel Williamson. Yeah, Dr. Hessel Williamson. Now... H-E-S-S-E-L Williamson. That's a good... It's Williamson. Yeah, it's a Dutch It's a Dutch spelling. Yeah. Yeah, it's not William, it's Willem. Williamson, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's prolific in the change of uh, residency um, orders. I mean, he he is paid. It's made to order, isn't it, Rosie? And um, all of all of us, apart from Rosie, are all connected to him. So there's a fitness to practice investigation happening at the moment. Whether or not you know that's going to help us, I, d- I don't yeah. know. Brilliant. But we have to have hope. Us mothers have to have hope. Well, it's not just, I mean, so Mike, too, there's not only us three, though. So the people that made the complaint, Mike, who's the grandfather of someone who actually was able to flee the country um, before her child was taken. Yeah. um, On Williamson's recommendation, they're part of the complaint. Yeah. And then we also have three, we have three new... Probably How many do we have now, Audrey? We have like nine. Seven, eight yeah. of us, nine of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's quite a few of us, and there's probably many more that haven't come forward. Because so we made a joint complaint about well, Williamson to the regulatory yeah. body just because individually they weren't listening to us. So we made a group complaint of enough of us. Yeah, um, but we've all had all reports as well from Kafkas, which have all been negative. Um, it's completely utterly biased. Um, and copy and paste of reports based on nothing you know literally based on nothing i mean yeah, one of your reports was somebody else's it was another child was mentioned in it there was not 
Young Sherman's report from Ezra Willemson. This is right. He basically cut and pasted a negative report he'd done about somebody else and applied it to Shelley. It wasn't even the same child. The circumstances weren't even the same, but as a result, Shelley has no longer got her children. That's right. That might be an, an error on his part, it might be a mistake, but the harm to the children as a result. Exactly. It's just beyond imagination. It, it's awful, but it actually goes deeper. So it, it's not just the fact that there is, you know, corporation fraud here, you know, massive scale with Kafka, you know, social services, Kafkas, NIAS, which is our, which are the um, National Youth Advocacy Service. And through them, they also outsource their jobs to independent social workers. So the one who who was the court guardian in my situation, she's actually an ex-police, and she's apparently a jack of all trades, but actually not even qualified as one thing but the police, isn't she, Rosie? Well, she's not. She did a couple of years in the police force, so she doesn't even seem to have attained the the, the, the status of officer at any point. No. She seems to have been a desk bunny at the police. It's, yeah. it's not a. I'm not you know, people who work behind. She seems to have been some form of administrator or something in the police. We can't quite get to the bottom of it, but not actually yeah. a proper Bobby on the beat or a, you know, a police officer yeah. as such. Which is really... She's, she's been horrible. doing a... They all seem to be doing an awful lot of the things that they have in common, these social workers and the psychologists as well, who diagnose people with... Um, or diagnose children as suffering from parental alienation sy- syndrome. The psychologists are actually not qualified at all. They all seem to have been doing degrees at Birkbeck College or Regents College in psychology for the past 10 years, but never actually graduated. None of them are regulators. So they're not even qualified? No. No. Not fully. Well, I mean, I want to chime in here. No. I'm, no, I want to chime in saying Hassel Williamson. So I actually, because Williamson's report was so bad, eventually I was able to get another um, psychologist for a family dynamics assessment to assess parental alienation. And I was able to choose Melanie Gill. Um, I actually chose Spooner first because I know he is listened to at court, but he was unavailable. And so I went to the Tavi uh, and I got Melanie Gill and I was very lucky that she took on my case. And I just have to, because I met with her and Chip Chimera and they are extremely, I mean, they know about Williamson and a couple of other kind of key names in this who wrongfully Aaron, Aaron Woodall Woodall yeah the Woodalls my god so they're very upset with them because I mean Melanie Gill she wrote an amazing report like I was very impressed she she's the only person that ever met with my daughter Kafkas didn't even speak to my daughter Melanie Gill was the only one she recorded all of her sessions she uh, videotaped them she transcribed them and she presented to court that my ex, if given any more time with my daughter, would cause her severe psychological harm, further abuse, physical abuse, and would 100% alienate me from my child at all costs. And her report, because again, it was in my favor, was thrown out. Wow. And I had- Who threw it out? The judge, Newton. the judge is- Newton. So the judge, judge, it goes back to the judge then. It sounds like it, doesn't it? I mean, my judge it was a circuit judge. They moved it up, so it was a circuit judge. Because initially, they were all, all my judges on my case were all district judges. Um, but they moved it up to a circuit judge. So that the circuit judge has a lot more, um, lot more sort of uh, weight when it comes to, you know, you asking permission to um, open up the case again or appeal it, etc., etc. Um, my judge was HHJ Evans Gordon. Um, so she was, even when she was reading out the judgment, she was so shaky in reading it. She couldn't read her own judgment. 
Um, but they don't write their own judgments either, do they? The barrister on the other side, yeah. like if you're a litigant in person, the barrister on the other side writes the judgment. And then you have to make sure you get hold of it before before it gets sealed and make your objections about it because they do exactly yeah. what... Um, the, the, yeah. You know, they, they, they basically change the... Uh, they change, they're exactly what Lily was saying. They change the words of the judge. You have yeah. to get a court transcript. You have to prove to the judge that that's not what they said. And then you can finally get the judgment changed to, record, to, to register what the judge has actually asked to be made as, as, as part of the order. If yeah, you can get recordings, if you can get the transcripts or the recordings, because yeah. in my cases, I've only received one transcript because apparently all others, the recording equipment was broken. Oh my, that's okay. it, well, well, yeah. not a weird coincidence though. What, what they did to me, one transcript. I had a four week final hearing I had a room full of media. The judge, after that four-week trial, it was a predetermined judgment. The judge handed it out to the media before he handed it out to me and my counsel. Wow. And then it went all across the media. That's interesting. My, evi my, my evidence was ignored. And then they said I was a conspiracy theorist. Anyone that tells the truth, it's a smear campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And I was one of the only people, the first people that ever opened up the secret family courts to the media. So they punished me for that because they didn't want those courts open to the public. No, they and don't. That's why it's called the secret family courts. Yeah, I managed to do that. Mm. And I think in Children Act hearings, you can understand why it should be private. And I would rather the children have their privacy. But in financial mm. hearings, Actually, there's an awful lot of fraud that's disclosed, and it would be rather useful for the police to know about that. No, absolutely. I mean, I've been shocked at very clear evidence of fraud, of, of dishonesty, of theft, that you'd think they would just hand it straight to the police. Well, they, yeah. they don't. But they the just, yeah, there's but, no crossover, though. It's like the yeah. abuse cases. Mm -hmm. Like, my ex was found guilty of all charges. Like, there was just such plain evidence and criminal like kidnapping for example but because the case is at in the, in the family criminal. court the family court judge has to refer it to the criminal proceedings mm -hmm. like they, they have to refer it and then, and, the, and then the family courts don't deal with perjury so right. you can go into a family court and lie through your teeth yeah they'll say if it's if it's purge, you go to the police. You go to the police, and the police say it's a civil matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 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 so it's it's what's the point of a court if you're allowed to lie in a courtroom? Yeah, you go it. around in circles. That's, that's very odd. I mean, it's, well, it's the same with the court orders, though. That's like what I was saying about the U.S. ones so being different. Wrong. Because if someone breaks a family court order, unless there's a penal notice attached to it. Yeah, yeah the police will say it's a it's a civil matter. We can't we can't help yeah, yeah. you at all. You have I mean, to specifically ask for a penal notice, otherwise oh, nothing is going to happen, and you'll just go back to court, spend more money on solicitors, and walk away with a piece of paper that yeah. is meaningless, really. I mean, it's entirely up to the person on the other side to choose whether or not they're going to follow the order. Well, yeah, it's, it's actually up to the judge. I had I had a penal order. Scott went to prison for non-disclosure, which was an absolute nonsense anyway, because I had hard drives proving he was the illegal beneficial owner of the assets. Huh. So they, that I should have won my case in 2008. But even when he went to prison for so-called non-disclosure, which was a nonsense anyway, he did six weeks and then the judge let him off. That was it. And that was with a penal notice. The family courts need to be completely closed. Yeah. And yeah. the same as the insolvency courts, they are not courts of justice. And all you ladies will keep doing, you will spend your money I know. and quite often lose your ch children until these courts are fully exposed yeah. to any other mother that thinks they're going to enter those courtrooms and get justice. Forget it. I know. I completely agree. I mean, Ramola, my one also has got so much yeah. behind it 
because all these organizations are are all in cahoots together it's like little cartels they, 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 they are exactly it's like people seems to be emerging from this yeah. conversation they're all it's connected like, it's, like it's, it's the money making thing it's the, it's the boys club you know, you know yeah it is like the good old boys club isn't it it's like an excellent system in place and they're all wreaking havoc at every end and you know the, the clear target is the woman over yeah. here no no yes. and the children I mean, and the children, children suffer I mean with, yeah. with my situation the estate agents you know the lawyers the estate agents the, the, the litigation funding they're all in cahoots with each other you know as Rosie said they, they you get a valuation of your property in order to get the litigation loan and right. then overinflate it. Right. In order to get maximum lending. And you know, you always ask who benefits and it appears that those financiers who are giving you, give you the loan, they benefit, right? And the solicitors. Solicitors who are charging you a hefty sum, they benefit. The judges, now I wonder, how, how do the judges get paid, I wonder, because they certainly Some benefit. of them are solicitors or barristers, and they practice as yeah. well as being in being judges. So in my case, it was actually a partner, a senior partner in this very, very established family law firm, as I say, Prince Charles's divorce firm. Mm-hmm. He's also a judge in the family court. So he's getting paid by the loan firm. firm. Oh, yeah, yeah. the loan company. And he's yeah. also... He's a, the money goes straight from the loan company to his to the solicitor's bank account. Then the next day, he's actually sitting in the family court, giving judgments on these things. Some of the judges, and I think the ones that are better, the ones that, as far as I've been able to work it out, are not actually practicing as solicitors or barristers at the same time as being judges. Yeah. Um, those ones seem to actually have more. Um, you know, they, they seem to have, um, they, they seem to get, you seem to get more justice out of those. I think the judges who are practicing as solicitors and barristers, they're also all socializing in London. They're all in a tiny little week. And also, uh, it comes down to that, doesn't it? The, the, yeah, the same old party, et cetera. You've got it. It's a little circle. But <laughs> even if you look, if you look at the, um, inns of court around where these very old established law firms are. Mm-hmm. It's set up like an Oxford University College or like one of the university campuses, one of the Ivy League campuses in America. That's what it looks like, these beautiful old buildings all around quadrangles of lovely green parkland. Yeah. And they're all socializing together, picnicking together at lunchtime, yeah. going to the same restaurants. Then they also have to do their continuing professional development and they meet each other at their continuing professional development. Yep. They go to law society dinners together. Mm-hmm. The barristers, the judges, the solicitors, they're all mates. Of course they are. Absolutely. It's a little club. Yeah. They're all working yep. together in the end. But, like, for and example, like, normal, a very clear-cut right? example for CAFCAS, the, the solicitor that was representing CAFCAS, in my case, she made a massive mistake she literally forgot to submit the bundle for our final hearing came with it on the day and the the judge who's a justice so we're at the high court said oh well you've done work for us before so i'm sure it was just a mistake we'll just use it like you know court procedural rule everything else no one read the bundle no No one knew it it doesn't matter at that point right they can bend the rule and the idea that justice is blind in actual fact I realized at the end of my case I'd gone in there trusting that justice was going to be blind and it was going to be everything was going to be dealt with equitably and in a humane way and that things would be done in an honest way and it turned out I was the blind one yeah yeah so it's set up to benefit themselves and each other mm, in this sort of yeah. endless self-perpetuating network. They kind of just protect each other too. Yeah. Yeah. They protect yeah. each other. Yeah. And we're talking police as well, police, social yeah. services, yeah. and all, then the solicitors, the judges, oh, the psychologists as well. I understand there are exceptions, <laughs> as you pointed out, Libby, but the there psychologists seem to be working with them as well. There are exceptions among the judges. There are exceptions among the solicitors. Yeah, and I sure. think the tragedy of it is that you get some really good people who are basically 
squished down into a bad mould. So we've all come across heroes in all of this from time to time as well. I mean, I had one amazing social worker. I can't count the number of bad ones, but I had one really amazing one who made a difference. I've had some really good judges. I've had some really good legal advisors. But overwhelmingly, I've had greedy, dishonest, yeah, not good, unfortunately. Exploitative. Yeah, exploitative. Yeah. Predatory. 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 Yeah. I think, do you know what? What we all have in common is, obviously, most of us no longer have custody of our children. Number two, we've all been asset stripped. Number three, we've all been financially abused. And number four, we've been left desolate and homeless. And you've been traumatized through this entire process, it seems like, you know, horrible. Well, that's that's the main reason, Ramola, because it's not just these ladies I brought on the call today. And believe you me, this is systemic. As I said, we're working on the frauds across the country. And this is the majority, and I'm sorry to say, Rosie, but the majority of the judges yeah, are unlawfully practicing in those courts, mm-hmm. As, and they should. Uh, and and everything they are doing, the majority of them need removing. Well, I think we, I think we should go back to stop the usury of all these law firms and go back to common law, which is not usury, which is Absolutely. the people's law. Absolutely. And this is what we had hoped to talk about later. We haven't had Audrey's story as yet. Audrey, do you want to jump in and tell us quickly what your story is before we talk about common law, perhaps? Hiya. Um, long and short of it is, is I was married to an airline captain, mm-hmm. um, of which that he... We don't see you, Audrey. Oh, sorry. You see me now? Yes. There we go. We do now, um, yes. I was married to an airline captain of which he remortgaged the family home, took £90,000 out, splashed on himself and his little um, partner of foreign origin, i.e. Asia. Um, And then he continued to um, have his lavish, expensive lifestyle. We went into financial hearing. I was ordered, or he was ordered then to pay me spousal. Um, spousal. He refused to um, sell the house, so it was back in court then. Eventually, he accepted an offer for the property. Um, in the meantime, he had abused the children. Um, I'd phoned, being in the aviation, I'd phoned um, the police from Florida. Uh, to come to the children's rescue and of course because he's got four stripes on his shoulders you know he played the sweet and innocent um, person that nothing has happened to the children that was then dismissed and the police obviously left the home Um, I was then we had the psychologist ordered whilst you know it's a dutch psychologist who practices medicine um in the same village as his father and i contested that i said absolutely no chance that was denied um and then i got to final hearing and him and the guardian which was ordered through court sat there laughing and giggling and making jokes of me like whilst i was giving evidence you know proper intimidating um, and then we continued to, you know, the household, the children were taken off me. I was allowed to have the children two hours every three weeks until December when I had my I'm sorry, I'm hearing some. Um, can we just mute while um, Audrey's speaking? And is somebody's television playing in the background? I'm kind of hearing. Oh, that's probably my TV. It's the kids watching telly. Oh. Sorry. Can you hear it now better? Yeah. Yeah, it's better. There we go. Sorry. So then I was in the children court um, and then the kids were ordered to have two hours contact with me every three weeks. Bear in mind, I'm the mom that um, does everything with the children, you know, the school uniforms. Yeah, everything realistically with the children I've done. Um, he got ordered that he could have the kids through this Dutch psychologist, Hesel Williamson. Um, 
and the father has never really had an interest in the children. Um, he played the sweet and innocent, I've got four stripes in my shoulders, took advantage of the system. He's obviously got the money to pay. I've been a legitimate person. And then since then, you know, even the Dutch psychologist had said, like, the mother's the most active with the children, the mother does the things for the children, the mother's most organized with the children. You should really mention that, though. Like, Williamson's report about her highlights what a good parent she is with her boys. And And then... then, (laughs) Yeah, so that's curious then, isn't it? Yeah, so the reporter said, you know, I was the active parent... He's worried about the children being um, on the PlayStation all the time. Um, the kids then ended up being forced into residence with their father, with me having two hours contact for six months with them, with like two hours every three weeks with the children. My children to this day are on the, on the um, PlayStation. The children met the judge and said, we don't want to live with him. My children met the guardian. We don't want to live with him. Uh, my oldest was bruised, yanked off a bed and bruised. I've got doctor's records, police records. I, because I'm in aviation, I called the police from Florida. And then had another issue where the child, actually, I was in um, Uzbekistan. And the, ch- the child ran away from home. He was nine years old in the middle of the night running away. Because his father and his grandfather threw him to the floor and bruised him again. But now he's a fit father to take care of his kids. The judge dismissed him in Ch- in Chelmsford, dismissed him on discipline of reasonable grounds. And my question goes is, since when is bruising and injuring a child reasonable grounds for discipline? Um, so the children have now, like the age of 14, have been forced to live with their father. My oldest now sits in the bedroom day in and day out, doesn't even eat dinner at the family table, sits in his bedroom. They don't even communicate. What sort of life is that for a child? Subsequently, my ex has, you know, the spousal payments. I was in court on Monday, and he claims that he has no money to pay me my my spousal. But then he has £25,000 to spend on legal costs. And again, the detriment of his children. And this was all the doing of a judge to hand over despite clear evidence of abuse and despite your children themselves speaking up and saying they prefer to live with you. I was branded with a parental alienation brand against a domestic abuser. But William actually has no qualifications for parental alienation, which I go back to, like, there's only five people in the UK who have had proper training on what parental alienation is how to diagnose it, and the assessment tools required. And he's not one of these five. Absolutely shocking. So this psychologist has... Hello, Audrey. Yeah, I mean, this is an aviation captain. So, you know, this aviation captain, because he's got the four stripes in his shoulder, he's seen as God. Yeah. And there's another aviation captain, same airline in Manchester that actually ended up murdering his children. Wow. 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 Absolutely incredible story. So, Audrey, I'm so sorry to hear all this. It sounds like, you know, this is both the judge and the psychologist in this case appear to blame. Right. And the guardian who sided with him and thought that he was God's gift. So another thing we have in common is we're all Essex, so we've had Chumsford and we've had Chumsford Cascas in our cases. So they're all from the same court and same Gosh. building. Yeah. Did you have Shanks? Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, Ramola, um, in my order, because of Hessel Williamson's report, um, I was I was ordered to see my children once every other week and a phone call once every two weeks. Um, sorry, I was no, sorry, the other way around. Phone call every every other every two weeks. Um, hold on, let me think. Hold on. 
I'm sorry. I, I mean, this dad psychologist three, practiced three medicine months, in the same village. So I had three months of supervised contact, so I'm trying to remember. Uh, so traumatized is my brain that I'm not remembering very well. Um, I had three supervised contacts, one a month, and calls twice a month. That's that, yeah, incredible. My Dutch psychologist, Hester Williamson, practiced the same, uh, medicine in the same village as my father-in-law. And despite saying, no, I didn't want him, I was forced to take the option of having him. See, we weren't all given a choice. We were actually just thrown in with him. Right, right. Legally, this guy was just prescribed. Legally, yeah, I mean, legally, we have to we have to be allowed a choice. Mm-hmm. We weren't given yeah. the choice. Yeah, I was given a choice initially, and then I was told that Hessel <laughs> um, is the only yeah. one that can complete the reports with his that's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what they did with me. Exactly. Oh, sorry, Lisa, just they gave three fictitious psychologists who didn't really exist, and then they said they were too busy, and therefore you're going to have this guy, which they heavily relied upon. And you I mean, weren't also permitted to have a second opinion, right? That's what B was saying earlier, I think, right? <laughs> Although later I was. So later I, you were. I was. I made it all the way to the high court. <laughs> Uh, after my ex abducted my child, so I was in front of Newton, and then I appealed Newton's order, and I actually got to the the court of appeal, and I won my appeal there. But they sent it back down to Newton for redetermination. Oh, I see. Interesting. I think um, one of the yeah. things that seems to happen is the social workers make a mistake. Then the other social workers circle their wagons and protect the social worker rather than the child. And I think also when the judge makes a mistake, the other judges circle their wagons and protect the judge rather than protecting the child. Oh, 100%. At the heart of all of this should be the, the, the well-being of the child, but they don't. They protect themselves. Yeah, yeah. They, they, but this is the thing. They, they recruit the CAFCAS and social services to, to interview the well-being of the children, to go for the well wishes of the children. Well, my yeah. children actually met the judge, Kafka's social services, and said they didn't want to live with their father. Mm. All of them. Whereas my, they didn't listen to them at all, right? They no, didn't. No. They didn't. Well, yeah. my daughter, no one ever spoke to my daughter. Oh, sure, they don't. They don't listen and to when, the children. And when the Kafka officer, when I questioned her in court, and I said, why didn't you collect the wishes of my child, which is your sole responsibility, and she yeah. said that my daughter was too young and underdeveloped to interview her. She and my children are 14 and 10 wow. and have that age behind them, and they still dismissed it. Uh, they're supposed to be, if they're social workers, they're supposed to be qualified in speaking yeah. to children, right? Child education to some extent and how to speak I mean, to even- children and all like, even as a child protection officer, I had to interview a one-year-old at certain points. Like, they still can point out certain things like, Mom, Dad, this is my family. This is who I live with. Like, these things are not, it's not rocket science. And yet they refuse. So they wrote this report saying how intelligent she was and how advanced she was. And then when I questioned her, she said that she refused to interview her because my daughter was too young and underdeveloped and would just say uh obviously the same thing that she always says that she wants to come home with me so it looks yeah, like then she... you get the brand of the parental alienation brand i didn't get like that they though. just they I... just pull out uh, pull out excuses out of a hat right yeah the child is too underdeveloped the child is too young for me to speak to her and then even though the child says i want to live with mom you know, they don't listen to the child. No. So the child isn't at the center of this at all. So social no. workers are not no, focusing no, no. on the child at all. Yeah, yeah. They more money to pay least, for. They are the least child-focused people. Yeah. So like it goes back to that 30,000 pounds, perhaps, that you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. For, so for each child, uh, you know, has yeah. this uh, price tag. Exactly. Oh, that's that's for adoptions, though. That's like forced adoptions. But but there are there are so many forced adoptions. There are so yeah, many. there are. Yeah, and that's actually been to the European courts and everything else. Like it's a very well known fact that the UK is 
one of three countries that practices forced adoption. And we're the only ones that practice it with this future future emotional harm yeah. as precedent. So future emotional harm is kind of what um, I think uh, uh, Maria was. So yeah. it, it's the future. So nothing has ever happened to your child, oh, but potentially in the future, something yeah. may happen. Exactly. There's no, like, it's zero evidence based. Well, they start well, with. Well, you a, might be in a relationship with an abusive man, which, let's, let's face it, is, is pretty likely at some point in any woman's life. Yeah. So if you're going to use that as a basis to remove a child, then they're taking all of our children away. And I'd quite like to sort of work out where is this sort of, where have these connections come from? And one of the things that we've kind of identified that, that keeps coming up is families need fathers and fathers for justice, but particularly families need fathers who seem to have a huge amount of power. And the first um, public meeting with any group that the incoming um, new head of the family division had two years ago was with Families Need Fathers. So they seem to be, they're a charity, so they benefit from tax um, uh, um, exemptions as a result of being a charity. And I've been having a little look at their website over the past couple of evenings. And the, the men on there are posting things like, no wonder men kill women. You know, wow. shocking stuff. That's incredible. But this is a charity. This is their. Mm-hmm. They have fake accounts with uh, people posing, men posing as women, not transgender or anything, but they're men posing as women in order to build up a, a sort of idea that their website is uh, a website that is used by both men and women, and that there are an awful lot of women out there who believe in a passive role, who believe that their 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 best. A possible um, life would be to just satisfy the man and and if they don't do that then well who believe that sex within marriage should be available at all times you have no right to say no as a wife I mean really retrogressive things that would this be is the charity yes, absolutely power. but this is how I didn't have to go it, uh, fathers for justice like they were really at a certain point I remember probably about eight years ago or something I did some work for them because at one point they were like a proper charity and they, yeah. it wouldn't be and then they went justice, off the deep end though just, yeah. they, they like went off the deep end though and they I think like, something has happened I think it's the sort of incel movement I think it's the men's yeah. rights activists I think it's yeah. moving things further Jordan Peterson is an example of you know Sane men are actually quoting Jordan Peterson at me. Mm. This man, well, it's that almost a they're pushing misogyny, right. or something. You know, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, just something happened. Yeah, like they attacked cool. people, and then they fell out with the family court. The family court, like they've been banned. That was um, fathers for justice, not families yeah. for fathers. Yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. you think when you think about this, the whole thing is racketeering. Mm. They're turning. You've got the law firms representing, on most parts, the husband. Then you've got the law firms representing the wife. They're all forcing each other into further litigation. It is just a money-making machine which is destroying families, and it has to come to an end. This has to be fully exposed, the extent of how many mothers and children are being left like this. And... and, um, I think this is a very good starting point tonight. Yes, I think so too, Michelle. I was thinking, you know, a lot probably needs to be done. I wonder how many journalists are covering this. You earlier told me that not many UK journalists are really... I have tried Ramola. Ramola, I have tried every single newspaper. Okay. And not one of them, and I've got some serious hard evidence, whistleblowers. I've got one person who's got a list of judges, 300 judges from from the... the Supreme Court, right the way through the Queen's Bench Division, the Family Division, 300 judges, all involved with secret syndicates where they're taking lots of money. And do you know something? Do you think we could get it exposed in the mainstream media? Not a chance. I mean, so I managed to get one piece onto the BBC, 
And yeah. Michelle and I have spoken about this. And I sort of said, you know, sometimes you can break through. It has taken years to get anything onto the BBC about these these loans, which on the surface of it are illegal, unregulated, predatory against all of the all of the um, guidance and all of the principles and all of the um, um, you know all of the regulations that solicitors are supposed to follow. Um, so, so there has been coverage on on BBC Radio Four. I was actually going to say, actually, that the BBC, I've had lately, since my case is now open because the UK gave up jurisdiction, um, I've had the BBC contact me, Panorama. I've also had uh, quite a few other news agencies specifically about my situation because it is so extreme. There's also a hunger, I think, among the journalists to report. Oh, the Transparency yeah. Project is trying to yeah. make... But the family court's a secret, and the level of legal privilege is heightened in the family courts. So it's very difficult for the journalists to actually report on either the financial side or the children's side. And, you're, and you are correct. So, but, but with my hearing, I had obviously lots of journalists there. And even though the journalists, they made it a public court case because they said it was in the public's interest, <laughs> even then, the judges restricted the reporting. Yeah. yeah. So they choose what gets out there. That's I mean, interesting. And, and, the lawyer, and the lawyer, and the lawyer, the particular lawyer in my case that had power of attorney that restructured the assets... The judge, with hard evidence that he had restructured these assets, ignored that evidence, called me a conspiracy theorist, and that judge went to prison last year for stealing assets on another case after that judge cleared his name. Wow. And so the thing is, as well, like, so we, this grandfather that's part of our complaint against Williamson, he's been able to get into the mirror, into the guardian, his case, or his, his, daughter's case because um he literally like he's lucky enough to have pretty patel as his mp um and Not so he but she's been really good with our cases she's been really good she wrote a very like stern letter to the um to Buckland, whatever he is, the oh, Minister for Justice, yeah. Yeah. and also about Hassel Williamson. She names and shames him. Um, and so the Guardian said, give me the evidence, only factual stuff, no storytelling. And he did. He had the transcripts, he gave factual evidence, and they published it. And the judge was dumb enough to respond to it and so now the entire case is in open media. There's no restrictions whatsoever. Yes. And that was so, like, that was kind of the, the like, uh, breaching the of the way. dike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because of Hessel Willemson, you know, he's like, yeah. But um, one of the other things relating to it, so in my case, the reason I'm talking about it is because it's, Despite this heightened level of family security, of of, of privacy and secrecy in the family courts, because of these loans, because of the greed of the solicitors going after this, as much of my assets as they could get their hands on, as much of the marital assets as they could get their hands on, it's now in um, the county court in central London. So my whole divorce case is now... Well, I don't know what the situation is, but all of that information is sitting there Journalists can come along and watch. They can anyone can be there because it's just in a public court. So it yep. sort of gives the it makes a mockery of the whole um, idea of the family courts being privileged because you take one step to the left and suddenly everything's in the public domain. There are no reporting restrictions relating to the financial case that I'm, I've got now. Mm. It's no longer in the family court. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make any sense. It's so obvious that they cover up what they're doing 
but then that's why they don't want it to go that's why the enforcement like my theory is with enforcement the reason why they don't enforce things is because if they have a penal notice it's going to go to criminal court it's not going to go and yeah. stay with them to cover that's a really it up good point. i think that's a really good point yes. i think that explains a lot yeah because yeah. even with me like publishing pictures uh online there was no restriction for me not to by the way but uh my ex when she made this application i was then forbidden to take pictures with my daughter and i couldn't publish them online i never did but she would uh she said i did just said it in court casually and kafkas said oh well then we're going to attach a penal notice and we'll move this to criminal court i said yes please in court and Newton looked at me and said no that's wow. a warning just don't do it again i was begging she to knew go what, to criminal she knew, court yeah she knew that it would it would expose the whole thing yeah, yeah. i mean it's me in criminal court please i will give you evidence i tried to actually bring this to everyone's attention and yet she kept being closed down by the bbc didn't she rose oh, who is that sorry Victoria Derbyshire she's the only journalist yes yeah yeah so Victoria Derbyshire there've been some i don't know if you know about these they they they're um widely available they're in the public domain two reports done by rights of women and women's aid the first one was called 19 child homicides and the second one i think was 24 child homicides and these relate to child homicides murder of children and in some cases the mother of what as well by fathers who have been whose children have been ordered to have contact with them despite pre-existing domestic violence or criminal violence and against the wishes of the children and what's happened to these children is of course they've been murdered so there were two reports produced because 19 child homicides wasn't enough 19 dead children wasn't enough and 24 child homicides just tipped the balance and at that point there started to be the ministry of justice report and virginia darbyshire on her bbc program started she did two very intense in 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 depth programs didn't she share yeah. yeah. and now victoria darbyshire has lost her tv show yeah because of that we yeah. think because of it she just yeah, yeah she stopped they also they just It also sounds to me like when you look at the the way crime in general is covered in the media it's almost like they need a steady kind of flow you know a sort of a supply cycle to report on so one has to wonder in fact to what extent all of these crimes and these court cases are being manufactured artificially so it's part of what appears to be going on you've got a system you've got a, a set of people from different professions supporting each other but there but there are clear victims and it seems like the women and the children are the victims and yeah. they they're the designated victims and then a lot of money is being made on the backs of the designated victims. Yeah, I think you're right. It's accepted yes. that it's accepted that that this is what's going to happen to you. I mean, I had a complaint with the Financial Conduct Authority, or sorry, with the Financial Ombudsman Service. And I have um I asked for I did a subject access request, which has become a sort of stock in trade of trying to get to the bottom of what's actually happened. And got transcripts of telephone conversations with one young woman from the loan company and one young woman from the legal ombudsman service and the way that they spoke about me was just shocking it was like oh some woman divorcing and didn't get what she wanted and gold diggers if you've had a long marriage yeah, yeah. and you've helped create the wealth and quite often you know that that is what's happening in a lot of these cases yeah. you know the mainstream media that's right which I, yeah. you know i'm, I'm probably not probably label fan people of. yeah they label they label yeah you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just a continued cycle of abuse. I mean, what's the yeah, number exactly. one way like that you can hurt a woman and that's take her child. Take her children away. Like, yeah. They know. They know that if you don't have 200,000, you're going to find it. They know that if you say be, you know, in the Shetland Islands tomorrow so you can see your child for 30 minutes under heavy guard you're going to go there and do it cuz that's what they put in place they like they just continue especially coming out of an abusive relationship they just abuse you so much further 
and the worst abuse that they can do to you is not take all your money, is not make you homeless. Like, these are bad things that happen that add to it, but taking away your children, not allowing your children to see their mother, not allowing them to grow, like, really hurting them to just continue this cycle of yeah. of abuse. And hurting the children to hurt the mother, that's the other thing. That's right, you, yeah. You know, they're quite happy to harm Use the children to hurt the mother. Children, even if they're there, even if, you know, the the biological link makes no difference at all. They're perfectly happy to harm the children as long as they see it distresses the mother, in my experience. The target. Not all men, and I have to say, not all men, of course, there are brilliant fathers out there. I have one. But... But, but I have the kind well. of people, abusive people, I should say people as well, abusive people will use any means at, at, yeah. any means to hand. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but I, I, have to, I have to say to you, the, the bankruptcy frauds, which I'm also investigating across our country, the devastation that does to families as well, people that have worked for all their, worked all their lives, and then, and then they have a false instrument which they're using in the family courts as well as the insolvency courts. A lot of these documents are not legitimate. And then they they take everything and the effects... The husbands are doing this, right? On... The husbands are claiming bankruptcy and... Well, some are, but no, it's a lot more serious than that, Ramola. What what's happening in the bankruptcy courts, they're creating fake debts, the insolvency practitioners who are the accountants... Okay. The banks are behind it, and then what they do, they say, we're not going to investigate the case until we're not going to investigate the asset, the creditors, the debts, until we find the assets. Well, they never, ever find the assets, so they never get to the creditors because they steal the assets, so they never investigate the fake debt because they create a debt to create a bankruptcy then they steal the assets wow. and obviously then they never investigate the fake debt because there's no debt yeah. anyway and then the assets have been taken and the assets so have been taken that is something I'm really exposing at the moment as well the bankruptcy yes. frauds like the family court frauds the yeah. two courts have to be completely reformed mm. yeah I agree. Absolutely. And I think what you'd said earlier about the system has absolutely got to end. I think exposing it like this as we are doing, I mean, having, having taken the... Okay. Um, it's buffering. But it's also at the end. So I'm going to take that as the end of it. Um and we're out of time on this as well, so...